enjoy a parking lot repair. But anyway, so uh, Jeremiah. But uh, I do have a I do have a job for those of you that are here. Everybody looking for a job, right? Uh, we, uh, Andrew and I, Pastor Angel Giselle, are going to Veracruz to do a a marathon marriage retreat. It's we've got eight nine sessions that we have to do while we're there. We would greatly appreciate your prayers next week as we go and we minister. It'll be about 50 couples that'll be there. And so we want to get in the country and out of the country and get back home, okay? So we'll be going there next week. Appreciate your intercession and prayer. I want to look here at Jeremiah. We're going to start here in verse 4 and just give a quick recap from last week. And then I want to go over to 1 Kings, the 21st chapter. Father, we love you, thank you, and magnify you, Lord. Pray, Father, tonight that the anointing of your spirit, Lord, will be ever so evident, Lord, in this house. Father, we need you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bring revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Then the word of the Lord came to me, this was to Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Man, that just brings a little bit of joy to your heart. Amen. He knew me, and he still liked me. Amen. He knew me, and he still loved me. Uh, before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. For you shall go to all whom I send you, and wherever I command you, whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put his, forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set before over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to, and to plant. We saw last week, and just a, a recap, how important our confession is. How that we understand that we don't rise above our, our confession. As we believe the word of God, we profess the word of God. And it is in the belief of God's word that brings about the alteration in, in so many situations. But we see here that Jeremiah has a task before him. And that task was to root out and to destroy the devil's kingdom. But also to build and to plant the kingdom of God. How was he to do that? By the word of the Lord. Now, I'm not going to take a, a tremendous amount of time, but I will tell you, church, that we live in the reality of our confession of the word of God. Let me, let me rephrase that. We live the internal reality in which we live is our belief in our confession of the Word of God. See, what God says about us is important, but it's not going to be of any importance if we don't say that about us. There's a whole lot of folks that are living in the world today and they're called to be image bearers of the living God. But there is no understanding of that. And thus there's no confession of that. 
There's no belief of that. But how sad it is to be in the house of God, to know that you were born again by the blood of Jesus Christ and not have the revelation and the understanding that you're created in the image of God and that you are meant to walk as Jesus walked upon the earth and to believe his word. We understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. So the words in which I confess creates the reality within my heart and mind to where I'm going to occupy and to live. See, my, my perception becomes my reality. As I perceive the, 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 the God working and moving and what he has done and his righteousness in me, and I in him, now I begin to exercise by faith and begin to confess Jesus Christ as ruler and God of all. See, God will do through us what he is to us. But we see here in the word how that Jeremiah was there, and his first response was, oh, Lord, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You called me to a task. You called me to a mission. You called me to a purpose, and it's much, much bigger than I am. It's much, much bigger than I think that I can accomplish. Lord, have you not seen me? I, I'm just a youth. I'm just a child. I'm just a, uh, he, most believe that he was 17 years of age when he was called, but in that moment he said, I'm, an adult, I'm less than a, than a, a teenager, I'm, 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 I'm anywhere from infancy, a, a baby up to that preteen years, I'm, I'm, I'm not, Lord, I'm a child, I, don't, I can't go out and do what you've asked me to do, I don't have the understanding, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the, the wits and the reasoning, the life experience. And the Lord said to him, do not say, I am a child. Do not say. Do not say. Tonight, I want, we talked last week at the beginning of this message and, and, and emphasized the, the power of confession. And let me say to you, the devil is afraid of the testimony that you have. How do I know? Because the word tells me. Because you can overcome him through the blood of the lamb, word of your testimony, because they love not their life unto death. So they surrendered their will to the will of God, and when surrendering their will to the will of God, they accepted the full blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and now they got a testimony. I once was in darkness, but now I'm in light. I once was blind, but now I see. Oh, I once was bound, but thanks be to God, now I'm free. How am I free? I'm free by the blood of the Lamb and my belief in what he has done and my belief in the word in which he has given me that I may confess the power of that testimony. Now, I want you to look here, and I'm going to do not say, do not say. I don't know about you, but I, I want the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide me into what the Father says about me. Not what the world says, not what the naysayers would say, not what the voices of the past would say, but we need to begin to confess and believe in that confession of what Jesus says and what the Father says about us. Amen? Do not say, 
I, I want to show you something here in 1 Kings 21, and we're going to read a number of verses here, but I, I want you to get the full, the full story here. It's going to make sense in just a moment, but I want you to look at 1 Kings 21. Let's begin reading here in verse 1, 1 Kings 21 and verse 1. It says, And it came to pass after these things that Naboth, Naboth the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near next to my house. For it, for it I will give you a vineyard better than it, or if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. Give the inheritance of my fathers for you. So Ahab went into the house sullen, displeased, because the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him, and he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed, turned his face to the wall, would not eat food. But Jezebel, what was he doing? He was having a temper tantrum. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? He said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth, the Jezreelite. And he said to him, Give me your vineyard for money or else, if it pleases you, I give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Then Jezebel, his wife, said to him, Well, you now exercise authority over Israel. You're the man. That's what she's saying. Arise, eat food. Let your heart be cheerful. I <laughs> will give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezebelite. Verse 8, And she wrote letters to Ahab in Ahab's name, sealed them with a seal, sent the letters to the elders and the nobles who were dwelling in the city with Naboth. She wrote in the letter saying, Proclaim a fast. Set Naboth with high honors among the people and set two men, scoundrels, before him to bear witness against him, saying, You have blasphemed God and the king. Then take him out, stone him that he may die. So the men of the city, the elders, the nobles, who were inhabitants of the city did as Jezebel sent them to do as it is written in the letters which she sent to them they proclaimed a fast seated Naboth with high honors among the people and the two men the scoundrels came in set before him the scoundrels witnessed against him against Naboth in the presence of the people saying Naboth has blasphemed God and the king they took him outside the city stoned him with stones so he died then they sent Jezebel, saying, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. And it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, you little whiny baby. Take the possession of the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, which he refused to give you money, for Naboth is not is not alive but dead. So it was when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead that Ahab got up, went down, took possessions of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. Man, 
as we look here, I want you to see something. Jezreel means God saves. You know, Naboth's name means, Naboth's name means words, prophecy, or truth. Now, here is what I want us to see. In order for Jezebel to steal Naboth's inheritance, that was her goal. In order for her to do that, in order to get the inheritance, Jezebel's scheme was she had to, she had to bring forth a convincing lie about Naboth. In order that the inheritance may be stolen. See, the enemy's goal is to steal your inheritance, child of God. How does he do that? He does that by convincing us of a lie. By convincing us to believe in a lie, we can, through our own vocabulary, our own confession, sabotage our inheritance by killing our confidence in the completed work of Christ. Do not say that I am worthless. Do not say that I'm undeserving of the, uh, do not say that I am the unrighteous. Do not say that I can't. Do not say the things that are contrary to the will and the word of God. I have sought the Lord for years and years of the verse in, 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 in 1 John. If your heart fail you not, then you have confidence with the Lord. But see, the confidence doesn't, is not sourced in me. The confidence is sourced through me, through Jesus Christ. See, the confidence we're looking for is not in our stature, not in our ability, not in our worth, not in our value outside of Christ. We have this in Christ dimension going on on the inside of us. I am in him and he is in me. So as we look here, we, if we believe a lie, it empowers the enemy to rob the inheritance that belongs to the children of God. What is the power of truth? What, is, what empowers truth? What empowers truth? Confession? What empowers, what empowers truth? It is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe would not perish but have everlasting life. What empowers that scripture? God empowers that scripture, but what empowers it for the individual? Belief. She gets a big old golden star. Belief. See, the word of God is only empowered in me if I believe it. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. 
How is that possible? It's when I believe. And sometimes there is a confession, and that confession is repeated because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And thus I begin to believe in what the Lord says and what He has done. And now that belief empowers the truth. But what empowers the lie? Believe. She's on a roll. What empowers a lie? Believing in that lie. And when you hear and hear a lie long enough, loud enough, you absorb it completely, you'll begin to believe that lie. See, you have to come in partnership with truth in order for truth to be powerful in your life. But you also have to be in partnership with a lie in order for a lie to have power in your life. See, it's the belief that is the enabling of the Word of God. It is the belief that is the enabling of the lie. That's what empowers a lie or truth. And if you can hear a lie, you can hear the truth. I want to show you a proverb here. Proverb 6, 1 and 2. It says, my son, if you become a surety for your friend, if you have shaken hands in a pledge for a stranger, you are snared by your words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Another translation says it this way, my child, if you have put your security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself in agreement, you are caught by what you have said. See, when the lie comes along and we decide we're going to listen to it, not to stretch the word too much, but we, we, you give somebody your word, you're indebted to them. Do you see it? Just example, not that this happens. Come here, Mike, Sandy, you worthless no good. Hey, you want to go for a walk? Are you seeing it? What's it's a partnership. There's a partnership with a lie. And when there's a partnership with a lie, you're snared by your own words. Because now you're in debt to that lie. What does that debt want you to do? It wants you to continue to march to the beat of the drum that you are listening to. It wants you to continue on that path that says, no one wants me around. I am rejected. It wants you to take up the conversation, and it wants to indebt and enslave you and ensnare you in those words. But folks, let me say to you, the devil has no authority over the child of God other than what we give him. And so if we will stop the conversation and say, I'm not indebted to you. Oh, no, I am free by the blood of the Lamb. And let me say something. I've got a word of testimony. And the word of testimony is I was bound, but now I am free. I'm not listening because I can bring every thought into captivity of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I will be ensnared only by the love of Jesus. It's easy to preach. It's much harder to live. If you come to a, if you've got a memory bank, you've got a memory bank all the way back to your childhood, and it's filled up your experiences, and it's exercised its authority, and you've walked with it, you've talked with it, so much it has become so ingrained 
in your spirit, but it's hard to see life outside of it. But it takes the power of the Spirit of God to step into a situation, to say, Lord, I humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Now, Lord, under this mighty hand of yours, would you please mold and make and shape and recreate my thought life so that I'm not dictated by fear, so that I don't continue to rob the body of Christ because I'm so gripped with this worthlessness that goes on inside of my spirit, of these thoughts that are saying to me that I can't make it and I'll never be a difference maker but I say to you that's a lie of the enemy because you have been made with your DNA you've got a purpose and God has a plan you have been created in the image of God and God wants you to bear his image walk in his likeness sit down at the right hand of the father because that is where Jesus is sitting right now see the only way Jezebel Take the inheritance of Naboth because Ahab wanted it. The only way she could get it is she had to bring forth a lie. You see, the enemy is robbing the body of Christ over and over and over and over again. Because we have put more confidence in the lie. More belief in the lie than we have in the truth of God's word. Because see, the the lie lies in in the seen, lies in the heart, lies on the side of, of, of Adam the first. But let me tell you, when you step in and you begin to walk and your mind is clothed with the last Adam, the true Adam, the one we ought to be, the one he has made us to be, the one who we bear the image of because I I bore the image of the man of dust, that first Adam. But let me tell you, when I got born again, when, when I came out of darkness into light, now I bear the image of the one whose blood is flowing through my veins. And I may not have it all fixed figured out yet, but I'm getting closer all the time. You're getting closer all the time. And I believe it is time and high time that we realize that God has given us every spiritual blessing there is in Christ Jesus. If he didn't want you to have peace, he wouldn't say, peace, I'll leave with you. If he wanted you to be afraid, he'd tell you, go out and have a freak out every day. He didn't say that. He said, peace, I'll leave with you. Do not be afraid. You can do most things through Christ. You can do majority of things through Christ. You can can get the aggregate of your life could be somewhat, uh, you know, you could tip the scales on your side in Christ. What does all mean? Is that everything? Everything? You mean I can hold my tongue? 
in Christ? You mean I can walk in confidence in Christ? You mean I could be the righteousness of God in Christ? You mean I could I could live and move and have my being in Christ? You mean I could stand and preach the word in Christ? You mean I could have a purpose in Christ? You mean I could love the unlovable in Christ? Yes, that's what I'm saying to you. All, all in Christ. Jezebel, what was she after? Same thing she's after today. She's out to destroy Nabal. What does Nabal mean? Words. Now, now you're getting it. Words. Half prophecies. Isn't that, isn't that something? How the Lord puts those things together like that? Okay, there's a man who's got a vineyard. It's a heritage. It's, it belongs to his fathers, his forefathers. It was all the way back from the time that God promised it was his. His. I didn't know a lot of things, but this one thing I knew when I came to the kingdom of God, I wouldn't give up my kids. Mm -mm. I wouldn't go let them go. Oh, they might have wandered off, but let me tell you, we drew them back in. Amen? If it meant fasting, we're going to fast. If it meant praying, we're going to pray. If it meant interceding, we're going to intercede. If it meant throat punching the devil daily, we did it. Come on. And I believe that there is a generation that is out there that the church doesn't realize she has the authority to stand and say, oh, no, 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 that's enough. You're not getting another one of our babies. You're not getting another one of our children. You're not getting another, you're not getting another minute or another moment of my time. We are going after them with all of our heart. We're going after every generation because they are living in every nation. And God wants children to come into the kingdom of God. And I believe when we begin to stop and realize who we are and the truth that God has given us, then we can begin to walk in the inheritance God has purpose for us. See, if the enemy can convince you to come into partnership, to walk alongside that lie that you have been walking in, that lie that I have been walking in, the only thing that follows is fear. Let me tell you, if there's fear in your life, it is the paramount symptom of a lie. It is the symptom of a lie. If you have fear right now in any situation, there is a lie attached to it. And it brings torment. Fear always brings torment. Now, we can justify it all we want. We can stay separated from the group. We can stay separated, and we can poise ourselves as this is my ministry, this is my calling, this is this, and this is that, and I'm doing, my, I'm doing it my way. I don't see anything in the Word of God that says and gives me a license to do it my way. And I've come to find out if I've got to face my fear, guess what? So do you. If I've got to suck it up, so do you. If I've got to get it under the blood, then so do you. We're all on the same journey together. And I don't want to rob the body of Christ. I don't want to rob your children by holding my talent and putting it in the dirt. See, because it's not just you that is affected. Fear 
is not a victimless crime. Hear me. If I refuse to allow my talents and my gifts to be used in the body of Christ, I understand that there's character that needs to be coupled with that. I understand that there's growth and understand that who you are. And we don't put babies out in the field with swords. There is a growing process that we go through. But let me tell you, we ought to be moving in that direction. Every child of God moving in that direction to say, God, what is it you have? Because it's not just about me. What do I need to fix or change? What do you want to fix or change inside of me? Let me tell you, God is about relationship. And the enemy, enemy is about destroying relationship. And here is Jezebel, and she's brought forth a convincing lie. And that convincing lie caused the word to die. That convincing lie caused the word Naboth to die. See, if the enemy can convince you of a lie, he can kill the confidence you have in God. Do you see? Can you see? See, the, what empowers that lie is if I believe it. How does my belief come about the same way my faith comes about? Hearing and hearing by the lie. Hearing and hearing the lie. And if there is a constant voice telling you to separate to be alone, to get away. No one will accept you to for who you are. And you need to put on this front so that everybody can believe that you're more spiritual than you are because you don't need them to getting close enough to you to discover how really worthless and broken and, and battered you really are. Let me tell you, it's time to take off the pretense. It's time to throw those things aside and realize the most attractive thing you have is you the authentic you, and you are enough in Christ. You are beautifully and wonderfully made in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the peace giver. You are the, you are the one God's called you to be, and it is you that is needed in this hour, or you wouldn't be in this hour. You're going to get me all prideful talking about how good I am. You're going to talk, you're going to get my head so swollen up. That was our philosophy in our house. Don't brag on them. Makes their head swell. Let me tell you, it didn't make anybody's head swell. Make you, it's like we've been to the, to the head shrink doctor, whatever that is. The head shrinker. What do you call it? No, 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 not that. Not that. <laughs> I'm talking about the voodoo stick. You know what I'm saying? The, the head shrink doctor, the guy. Anyway, whatever. Let me tell you what your children need. They need encouragement. You know, you know what I found out? It's not just children that need encouragement. Everyone needs encouragement. Everyone needs to know, even when they fall, they need somebody to walk by and pick them up and say, it's going to be all right. You tried to do it without God, you failed, but let me tell you, you can do all things through Christ. Come on now. Next time, just trust in him. Next time, just trust. You need somebody to come alongside and, and lift you up. Uh, let me tell you, that's what the world is looking for. That's what our children are looking for. That's what the youth are looking for. They're just looking for a little bit of encouragement, somebody to believe in them, somebody to give them room, somebody to say, yes, I, I believe in you. I believe it's time that the church 
begins to declare to their children who they are instead of allowing the world to declare what they should be and how they should be. See, we look to the word of the Lord and we see that the schemes of the enemy, Jezebel was thrown for the window. The dogs wouldn't even touch her works of her hand nor the path that she was on nor the mind in which she thought from they wouldn't touch it because that was all that was left to her when they finished the feast and walked back out there to bury her her feet were there the path she was on even the dogs had sense enough not to get on that path her hands the work no we're not gonna mess with that you know the enemy is gonna have his day let me tell you, he had his day 2,000 years ago. It's just the church needs to realize it. The church needs to realize it. That you have what God is wanting to put forth in these last days. That we can't rise above our confession. Now, this is what we're going we're gonna to begin to draw to a close tonight. We're going to go through an exercise. We've done this before, but we're going to do it tonight. If you're living in fear, there's a lie attached to it. You need to ask the Lord right now. You're afraid to fulfill the call. You're afraid to enter into relationship. You're afraid to get too close to people. You're afraid to, I don't know what fear is, but if there's fear, lie. We need to ask the Lord tonight, Lord, what is the lie? Close your eyes with me. Father, I'm asking right now, Lord God, we're asking. We're asking, Lord, tonight, knowing that fear is an evil, malicious taskmaster. Lord, I pray tonight that you would reveal to hearts right now what the lie is. Show them right now, Lord, what is the lie that they're listening to that's causing the fear? What is the lie? Now look up here at me. You need to know this. Did someone teach you that lie? Did someone teach you that lie? What was causing fear in my life many months back was seated all the way back into a childhood experience that I carried forward and forward and forward and tried to overcome and outrun through success, through ministry, through this, through that. It was a lie that God would not speak to me and I couldn't hear him because I was unworthy. I was unworthy, and it caused a lot of anxiety in my life. And so I went through this same exercise that I'm talking to you about right now. And so I asked the Lord, who taught me this lie? And I can point to the person right now who taught me that lie. And then I asked God's forgiveness for believing the lie. And then I asked the Lord to forgive the one who taught me the lie. And then I asked the Lord 
to reveal his truth to me. It's that simple. It doesn't need to be complicated. Ask the Lord right now, who taught you that lie? Who taught you that lie? Who told you you were unworthy? Who told you that you were useless? Who told you that you would never measure up? Who told you? Now forgive them. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we forgive. We forgive, Father God, those who taught us the lies, that reinforced it, Lord, with their abuse, Lord God, that repetitiously, Lord, come on, folks, you want to be free, you got to forgive. You want to be free, you got to let them go. You got to let them go. You got to let them go right now. Father, we ask in your name, Lord God, for forgiveness, Lord, for holding, Lord, the one that taught us this lie. We ask, Father, for forgiveness right now. Father, I pray for release of the Spirit of the Lord in this place. Lord God, to bring about, Lord God, a restoration, Lord God, of individuals in this place. I want you to stand, if you will, all across this room. Come on. Come on. God's doing something in this place. He's doing something in this place. See, the enemy came to keep us from sonship identity so that we would forfeit our inheritance. He wants to keep you out of sonship by convincing you of the lies, and you continue to walk in those lies. Mm. Can we not forgive? Somebody in here is resisting forgiveness. You're saying it's it's deeper than what you know. Let me tell you, you cannot walk in the fulfillment of forgiveness until you forgive. You've got you to let it go through the power of Jesus Christ. You must let it go. There is a, come on, church, begin to pray right now. Somebody needs to go free tonight. Somebody is going free tonight. You're not going to continue to walk in this, but the linchpin of your, of your freedom is setting here upon your willingness to forgive the one who told you the lie. Come on. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, God, by the power of the Spirit of the Lord, there's a vile spirit of Jezebel, Lord God, Lord, trying to convince us of lies, Lord. Oh, merciful God, we pray for forgiveness right now, Lord, upon that one. I pray, Father, that you would so forgive that individual who taught us that lie. We pray, Father God, that we would meet them in heaven. We pray, God, that they would find liberty and freedom, that they would find joy unspeakable, Lord of God, and full of glory. We pray that you, Lord God, would shower upon them, Lord God, such mercy and such grace, Lord God, that they'll be completely and totally and, Lord, fanatically, Lord God, saved to the glory of the kingdom of God. We ask it in your name, Lord. We forgive them. We forgive them, Lord God. We release them into your hands. We release them into your care. Lord, we ask tonight for you to forgive us for holding on, Lord, holding on to that belief and empowering that lie. Thank you for revealing it to us. Lord, I pray that you will so radically transform in this house right now. Lord, those that are in this place, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. If you feel the liberty of God, just begin to lift your hands tonight. Just worship him.
just come on, just begin to worship him. I believe the Holy Spirit is here. You're still, some of you are still resisting, but that's all right. That's all right. God's got your number. He's coming after you because he wants you free. He wants you free. He don't want you to listen to that lie. It's not your father that spoke that over to you, over you. It was the enemy. Come on, come on. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, hallelujah, 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 Lord God, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, Lord God. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, we are justified in Christ. Lord, we are called in Christ. Lord, we have an inheritance in Christ. Lord God, we have a hope in Christ. We have peace in Christ. Lord God, we have forgiveness in Christ tonight. Lord, we glorify your name. Holy, 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 holy. Look up here at me. That little exercise transformed my life, transformed it. In the moment that I journeyed through that, my life was changed. My life was changed because I hadn't realized where the fear was coming from. And now when I begin to understand that anywhere there's fear, there's a lie. And the only thing that empowers that lie is my belief in that lie. And whenever I acknowledge that lie, I cause fear to crumble and melt. And I forgive the ones that taught me the lie. I receive God's forgiveness for believing the lie. And I trust in him tell me the truth about who I am in him. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes! Thank you, Lord, for freedom, for peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ushers are at the back. Tonight, there's been so many attacks upon our family, upon our kids. I want us to pray tonight for a ministry that we have in our North Texas district called Family First. Family First is a ministry that encompasses the Pleasant Hills Children's Home, those children that are, are displaced, that cannot, that do not have a safe place that they can live, that can be brought in, may, may be orphans, may not be. It also encompasses uh, orphan care, those kids that are in foster care. Right now in the state of Texas, we have 30,000 kids in foster care. 3,400 of those kids are still waiting to be placed in a home. North Texas District, through Family First, helped to place those children. In fact, there's a lady that works in the office there that is in CPS, or well, not CPS, but in um, children's home care and foster care. That was in our church in Archer City, and now she works in the office there. 
in the, in the district office. But also, there is another pandemic. May not be the right word to use. Epidemic is a better word. Thank you. When children are reach the age where they're no longer in foster care, they're released to the street. With a trash bag in hand, with all of their belongings, dropped at a bus station, they're out. There's a thousand of those children that are phased out every year. There's a ministry under the Family First banner that was started by a pastor in Wichita Falls, Texas, called Phased In. And they capture those kids before they are fall into drugs and addiction and sex trafficking and self-destructive behavior. They bring them in, give them a home, and help them get established so that they can move forward in their healing and also in their calling. So tonight, this offering, as we pray for it, let us pray for our children, our individual children, grandchildren, but let's pray for those orphans those children that have been displaced for one reason or another. Could you pray with me, Father? In Jesus' holy name, we come before you tonight. And Lord, we ask, Almighty God, for your mercy. Lord God, we know where sin abound, grace much more abound. And Lord, we see, oh Lord God, in just the state of Texas alone, Lord, 30,000 children at any given time are going to be displaced. And Lord God, there are those that cannot find a home to be placed in. Lord, we pray for their safety and security, Lord God, that they don't go from one bad situation to another. We pray, Father, for those that are aging out, Lord God. Lord, we ask that you would have mercy upon them, Lord, that they wouldn't be given over to the streets, but Lord, they would be captured and be brought in. We pray, Father God, for the personnel that are working in these areas, Lord God. And Father, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would have mercy upon the children. Lord, we lifted the babies before you that have been sick in body, that have been attacked by the enemy. We come against those spirit of infirmities that have attacked these families. In Jesus' name, restore and heal and keep your protective hand. Lord God, dispatch angels, Lord God, to camp round about our children to guard and guide them, Lord God. And, Father, we ask that, Lord, this offering tonight, that you would bless the gift and the giver. Lord, as we continue to see your kingdom grow, in Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name we pray. And we thank you, Lord, today. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for your attentiveness. Amen. Walk in freedom. That's your command this